Wait. I'll get rid of that one. I'll just have him paste over everything. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Level With You show, a weekly video game podcast where we get together and talk about, you guessed it, video games. My name is Wiley Olmstead, and this week I am joined by Kenny Castro. How's it going, guys? Anthony Duarte. I live in the dark. Blah. And you can't see him, I don't think, but you might hear him from time to time, Mr. Tyler Hadley. Ooga, booga, booga, booga. You can see me. But no, you can't see me. I'm sorry, I lied. <laughs> <laughs> he's, in the, he's actually behind me right now. So, a lot to get to this week. We had a PS5 and Xbox Series X pre-orders go live, and it all went perfectly smoothly, of course. As well as the massive news that Microsoft has purchased ZeniMax, a.k.a. Bethesda, for $7.5 billion buckaroonies. So, big uh, sort of industry-shaking news as well as the games that we've been playing. I'm really into Hades, as are so many other folks that recently released on the Switch. Uh, we got some Kings of Almar to talk about. That came out. Re-Reckoning, another silly remastered name. Not quite as bad as Remastered, but remastered. It's, it's there. It's getting there. But before we do that, let's chat with each other. And first, before we get into that, actually, in below, there is the information you need to join our Discord, which has been alive and better than ever lately. If you want to squat up for something, just chat, ask us questions, be featured on the show. Just join, and we will welcome you with open arms. So, guys, how you doing this week? Doing pretty good. good. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, 
so we all went over to Tyler's, had an outdoor gathering, did some grilling. It was great to see everybody in person for the first time in I know. quite a while. I know it's been yeah, it has, I feel like it has time. been a while for you. Uh, yeah. uh, I've seen I've seen Kenny a few times, uh, Anthony uh, even fewer times, and and you even even fewer times than that. So <laughs> yeah, it goes down the list. Yep. Uh, well, thank, thank you for providing the delicious barbecue. The, yeah, that the was tight. The jerk wings in particular hit the spot. Oh, that was my pleasure. Love to do it. Cool. Uh, well, what else has been going on? Any other highlights from your week you'd like to mention on the show before we get into the games? Uh, I sent you guys some pictures of some backyard work uh, in the Discord. I just got a new uh, some decking put in around my gazebo. Uh, mm-hmm. so that, that's pretty. That's a big thing for me. That's pretty good. Adding value to that home. What you're all about. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. It looks good. I was surprised when we went out uh when I got to your house last weekend and uh I showed up and there's a new overhang. I was like, I don't remember that being here. But it's also dark, so I could be seeing things. <laughs> right. But it was real. What about you, Kenny? How are things over in Springfield? Everything everything has been good. It has been good. Um if we're gonna talk anything, any big highlights for me. It's going to be something that we're going to touch upon shortly. It's a big to- one of the big topic is, uh, topics of the week. But I got my Xbox pre-order. Yeah. <laughs> Success. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Kenny got the Series X. Tyler got the PS5 lined up. Despite many people, including myself, not being able to procure one. I didn't try very hard with the, with the Series X because I'm not 100% sure that I'm a day one buy on that. But PS5, I was definitely in there. In that, had it in the cart. Tried the refresh thing about a hundred times, but no luck. So I'm I'm wondering if we're gonna get some more news about when we get our second chance. Uh, how about you, Anthony? I know that you're obsessed with Nexoman. Any any other things going on in your neck of the woods? Uh, not really. I'm trying to think. I didn't get any new amiibos. Uh, I don't know. I didn't poop my pants, so that's pretty good. I count that as a win usually over the weeks. Mm-hmm. Definitely always uh, a win. I nothing. I've just been hanging and drawing, trying to figure out uh figure out where to go next. But doing so good. I, feel, I feel at one point you had all the amiibos. That's I no wish. longer the case. No, I wish. Brandon did. Um he had like all of them that had released and then they had like they kept coming out in waves. Right, right. It's hard to keep up for sure. So what's oh, yeah. what's their top three most pined after amiibos? Oof, I would say I haven't been up on the game recently, but I know the original first print Animal Crosser or Animal Crossing Villager. I know that's a that's a big one for a long time. It might still be. Uh Isabel's still pretty rough. Should I get trans on, I believe, last time I checked. She's like thirty something bucks. And there's another one that I was looking at that I wanted, but I couldn't get because it was stupid expensive. They just released the Champions Amiibos for Breath of the Wild again. I saw were, that. Those look pretty again. nice. Those are kind of like the little bit bigger than normal ones, right? Yep. They're uh, no, I think they're the regular size. The um, the Guardian is like a big one. It's like the Detective Pikachu amiibo. It's like huge. Ooh, okay. Like real big. Gotcha. Glad yeah. I never got down that rabbit hole, but I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. No. It's. It, I kind of try to rationalize this with myself, saying, "Oh, I can use them in Smash Bros. or something." Never do. Always just on the shelf. <laughs> Word. Well. Let's see. I'm thinking about my week, and I guess going up to Tyler's was was definitely up there, saying 
on the on the pre-show we were just chatting uh that my roommate made some really killer new england or not new england new mexican uh stew using Ooh. chilies actually from out there that a friend sent them that was like super legit and very spicy and intense but um paying, paying the price for it a little bit today but it was definitely worth it <laughs> all right Let's get into the news, y'all, or at least the topic of the show this week, which is Microsoft purchasing ZeniMax, the corporation that owns Bethesda, as well as a slew of other studios for $7.5 billion. Uh, before we get into it, why don't I just read a little bit from the story on IGN. Announced by head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, in an Xbox Wire post today, Microsoft will acquire ZeniMax for $7.5 billion, three times the $2.5 billion it paid for Mojang and Minecraft in 2014. And the formal purchase is expected to close in the second half of 2021. The deal includes ZeniMax Media as a whole, Bethesda Softworks, Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roadhouse Studios. In a blog post, Bethesda's Pete Hines said, we're still working on the same games we were yesterday, made by the studios we've worked with for years, and those games will be published by us. The move, Hines explained, is because Microsoft access has access to the resource that will make us a better publisher and developer. So what do we think, guys? This is obviously the, the biggest acquisition news that has come out uh, in any sort of the gamer sphere in, in years. Uh, Kenny, as being an Xbox first player, I'm sure you're stoked. Um, wh why was this a good or a bad or wh what do you think of this move? I think it was huge. It was, it was, I say it was a big game changer for them. They announced it yesterday and it kind of, I think it led to the insanity today of the pre orders. Um, because we're talking about major titles. And if you really look at some of the people's reactions to this announcement, everybody's hoping that they, we will get the Fallout New Vegas 2 announcement at some point in time. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's definitely been something people have been putting, trying to connect the dots, saying, oh, it's now possible. And uh, I think even, um, what's the studio? Jeez. Uh, Obsidian? Obsidian, thank you. They they were, they said that they like gave the shrug emoji when they were like, is, is Fallout 2 going to happen? And that would be great. Uh, I mean, Fallout New Vegas 2. But they're working on Avowed, right? And that's yep. got a couple years off, so... You know, we're we're talking way down the line. They they can get to another Fallout, uh, as, and they they just put out DLC for um, geez, I'm losing my words today. It's DLC uh, for Outer Worlds, and they're also working on Grounded as well. So it's they have three titles that you know they're really supporting. True. Um, and, and but I could also see it where like you know they could now they could maybe start kind of make make a third studio. You know, a third studio that combines workers from both studios. That mm -hmm. ends up working on this Fallout New Vegas too, you know. That would be cool, but um, not only are they getting Fallout, they're hypothetically getting exclusive uh, access, or you know, they can do whatever they want with the Elder Scrolls, Wolfenstein, Doom, Dishonored, all these big name franchises. Uh, and it remains to be seen what they're going to do as far as keeping them exclusive or not. Uh, Phil Spencer said it would be on a case by case basis. Uh, they are honoring the exclusivity deals that Sony had uh, in regards to Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo. So those will still be coming to PS5, uh, Xbox at a later date, it would be my guess. Um, 
Anthony, you want you want to weigh in here at all? Uh, it's it's really hard for me at least because I I kind of felt like I was very like I, I'm really stoked about all the hype and I'm glad you know the gaming industry and uh you know console sales are still like it's a big thing now when new consoles are released and you know people still get really really hyped for it but it's I was even like now I do love like the occasional like game will stick with me and I'll hit it it's usually some kind of dumb like turn your uh, brain off or like something to kind of chill when I'm not drawing or doing something else um so it's kind of hard for me to get really super invested into like well i'm gonna maybe like drop you know the money to pre-order an xbox or a ps5 um i think if anything i, I might have i'm probably going to lean towards the ps5 over the xbox just because one i think i have more of a library there that it, you know appeals to me um and also i think i'm just might wait i feel like it's also not a bad idea to wait maybe like a year for these gotcha. consoles to be out and kind of work the kinks out so, but that's just uh, me so I wanted to say before we move on, Wiley, I wanted to know what your thoughts was, right? So picture this. The picture what my biggest thing that came to mind, right? Especially after they said we're gonna honor these these exclusivities on PlayStation. Picture this. You 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 throw on Ghostwire Tokyo, right? Into your PS5. It's loading up. It's starting up, right? And first thing you see is Microsoft Studios. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's uh, that's pretty yeah. wild. Um, I guess you probably see that when you boot up Minecraft on whatever. But uh, that that's a funny point, Kenny, for sure. <laughs> I was um, so I think this is a smart move for them. I think that uh, it's a, a good fit. I mean, Xbox has always been sort of i associated the 360 much more so with fallout and skyrim than i did the ps3 i think they ran better on them uh you know they've always been sort of first person shooter centric and i i think it's just kind of a it, it's it fits well like as far as massive billion dollar purchases they could go after it, it makes more sense than it does if they were to get an ea or a, an ubisoft i think that uh the pedigree that bethesda has with some of its most classic games you know of course, Skyrim, Fallout New Vegas, um, more recent years, Doom, uh, can really add a huge, huge bolster to their first-party lineup, you know, and go toe-to-toe with Sony, which, you know, of course, they were far outclassed this this generation uh, as far as first-party. <laughs> Picture this. Um, so, yeah, I mean... What do you think, Kenny, about the chances that these games are going to be released on the PS5 uh, or whether or not they're just going to be, you know, I got the list right here, you know, Wolfenstein, Evil Within, uh, which, who knows, maybe that's done, but Starfield, are, are those going to be exclusive to Xbox? Um, I'd say time ex- timed exclusivity. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say they'll release on Xbox so that at first people to take advantage of their Game Pass you know, subscri- subscriptions and that'll be on PC and game uh, PC Game Pass as well. Um, but I don't think they'll 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 hold back and and you know they know they know there's gonna be people that aren't just gonna come over just because of these games and they would love for these games to come to the PS5. It's money they're leaving at on the table, so why not why not drop it after a year onto the PS5? You know, I guess so. You know, um, I. Hadn't actually considered timed exclusivity. I don't know why, but I guess part of me is thinking, you know, with Minecraft, this, this, that I think that that would have been 
such a mean-spirited thing to make that exclusive because people of all ages play that on all types of different devices. Not so with, you know, the more hardcore, not that Minecraft's not hardcore, but with, with things like Doom and Elder Scrolls Online. And, you know, you could, see, there is precedent for those type of things becoming exclusive after they've been multi-platform. Uh, so I think it's going to be super interesting to see, like, you know, PS5 Skyrim could potentially sell 10 million copies. Does it make sense for them to um or that money off the table, right? Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, if you really look at the track record, they've been Xbox has been playing a little has been starting this relationship with Nintendo. They brought over Cuphead, Minecraft already on Nintendo, things like that. So mm -hmm. I pre I foresee them still being real real playing real nice with, with Nintendo. Um and truly, I think they're if they're true to their word about you know they're not in a console war or console competition anymore with anyone, then I don't see really exclusivities being happening too much with these like Bethesda games, like you know, major titles you'll see them on all consoles. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna be super interesting to see. Um so let's move on to sort of part two of the big stuff that happened this week. Uh PS5 pre-orders went live. Uh, a day before Sony said that they were supposed to, it was a major scramble for gamers everywhere trying to get one. Uh, and, you know, Sony actually came out on their Twitter, gave an apology, said, you know, we messed up. Things could have been smoother. We'll be in contact with you more about ways that you can, you know, get, get what you're looking for, which is pretty rare for them. Uh, what did you think of that whole whole mess, Kenny? Um, You know... I felt like it was a drop of the ball. I think I've, I also think I've been too hard on, yeah, on Sony. You know, it's new consoles. It's going to be wild. It's going to be insane. Um, and I re looking back on really some of the stuff I did write in our, in our private chat, um, mm -hmm. uh, it was kind of, a lot of it was out of their hands also. You know, yeah, they dropped, they shadow, they practically shadow dropped the pre order, but other retailers, it was one retailer that came out the gate. Opened, re opened it up, right, beforehand. And then everybody followed suit, like, almost in, like, waves and started I didn't know that. Do you know who? Um, if I'm correct, it, it was Walmart that went live first. <laughs> Walmart went live first, and that just created a mad dash. Like, I think Amazon went live, Target. Mm -hmm. Everybody's just started going to the point where, like, Target had like issues with pricing like people were pre-ordering um ps5 controllers for 99 cents like whoa yeah <laughs> that's crazy wow wild yeah i had a, i had the ps5 in my cart on best buy i already said this earlier in the show but no luck there um and tyler you actually successfully did get a ps5 why don't you tell me how that was you ordered it straight from sony is that right Right, based on their previous activities and PlayStation history, it was very oddly worded. Kenny was chosen, even though he's an Xbox fanboy. It's like, what's up with that? 
I did not apply, and it was just a me dropping the ball. I I say I was like, I'll be able to get one. I'll be able to get one somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. And hmm. all right, remember I I was hesitant because we game share. Sorry for keep interrupting you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. It's fine. It's financially responsible, which is good. But you gotta treat yourself sometimes. That's crazy. You get any periphery like uh, extra controllers, 3D audio headset, anything like that? Yeah. Any games? Gotcha. What games cool. are well, pre-order? Other NBA 2K21. Yeah, I definitely saw a few of them. Some of them are 60 bucks, some of them are 70 bucks. Um, but they're out there. And I'm glad that at least uh, two of our crew was able to get these next gen machines. We got our in. Yeah, what were you going to say, Tyler? Okay. Well, guys, um, why don't we get into what we've been playing this week? I have been all about Hades, but I want to not, I want to give somebody else the floor to start. Um, Kenny, you picked up the remaster of Kingdoms of Amalar. And is this a game that you played back in the day? 
I actually picked this up like I do most games. I pick it up and sometimes they end up on my backlog. I picked this up on the 360. Enjoyed the first couple hours of it. Um, one of the things I really enjoyed about this game the first time around was the kill anima- kill animations. Like you could go into your awakening mode, I think it's called, and you know pull off like some really nice kill animations that end up, you know, if everybody else, if all the other enemies are kind of staggered also, it just kills them all at once and gives you like a, depending on your button tapping, it could, you could get 25, 50 or 75 or up to 100% extra experience points for that, for that quick battle right there. That's um, awesome. Yeah. So it has that interesting thing. And it was a game that just caught me, caught me by surprise the first time around. I was like, wow, you know, studio founded by Kurt Schilling. Um, it brought in heavyweights from all over the all over the landscape, right? Todd McFarlane, um, you know, creator of Spawn, mm-hmm. I was involved with the with the writing and just you know, kind of, kind of just some of the character designs. Um, you also had people that worked behind some of the Morrowind and Oblivion, you know, working on this title. So they they had heavyweights from all over the place. Um. I'm pretty sure if you, if I remember correctly, there was at one point in time when this game first came out, they had like a big, like almost like as thick as um, Skyrim's, you know, walkthrough for like the lore of this game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. So yeah, think- definitely. Like it was a game. It was a cult hit because like I I don't think it was commercially as successful as it as it was like imagined to be, but it had legs and people continue to kind of talk about it for years to come. Hence. The re-reckoning. Yep. So, um, people don't know the ge- first game came out in 2012, had a lot of hype, like Kenny was describing, um, and it's a third-person action RPG with some like you know, there, there, there's some choice in the dialogue, right? Yes, choice okay. in dialogue. Um, also, they 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 have a very hybrid sense of how you could create your character and how to set them up. Like you could start off, you could start the game off as a you know. As a warrior, you know, assassin or sorcerer, and then you could kind of start becoming these hybrids with the hybrid sorcerer, warrior, um, warrior, assassin. You know, they have so uh, so many hybrid classes that it's it makes it interesting. It all depends on what style you want to go with and how you want to go. Um, so, what are you um, focusing on? I'm a I'm a sorcerer. Uh, you know, I'm a mage right now. Nice. Um, Are you hybrided in any spots, or are you just straight up like casting? Right now, I'm straight up casting. I think late game, I might um hi- go hybrid. I am actually aiming for right now because it feels as though the magic does the most damage out of anything. Mm-hmm. Right? It might just be because of what I'm I'm specked out as, but magic is huge, right? So far for me. But a late game, I want to go with a hybrid between. There's a hybrid late game that you can get that is all three classes in one. I think I remember seeing that back when I played because I remember being super into it in like 2012, the 360 version. I was like, this is like a fable was really good. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's kind of that's a good way to good thing to compare to. Definitely similar sort of aesthetic and vibe. The biggest thing I remember is that from the opening, like one of the little dwarves that's talking, because uh, you're getting like, you kind of start off, it's a hybrid, like uh, almost Dark Souls, right, Kenny? Like where you're a dead body and you get like reanimated. Yep. And, and one of the dudes, uh, the voice actors that, that voices Cat Dog, he voices Cat, is like one of the little gnome guys in the beginning. And I always remember being like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
cool. So uh, any interest in picking this one up for you, Anthony? Oh yeah, I, I was. I told Kenny I was actually gonna pick it up last Friday. Totally forgot. <laughs> and I, I do want to play it. I think what cool. sold me wildly about picking it up was when I read that they are actually coming out with an expansion to the game in the springtime. That's oh, wow. So it wasn't just a remaster; they're actually adding on to the game. That's very cool. I want next week gives me high hopes for Tony Hawk Three DLC in the THPS One and Two collection. That'd be sick. <laughs> um. Neat. Well, sounds like you're enjoying your early hours in it. Is that fair to fair to gauge? Yes, yes, definitely fair to say. Nice. All right, y'all. Well, this game came out um, kind of out of nowhere on Switch, or at least I wasn't following it. Hades been on early access in the Epic Game Store for uh, over a year, almost two years, I believe. And now version 1.0 is out. You can get it on PC as well as Switch right now. No PS4 or Xbox, but um, it's awesome. It's real good. It's uh, it's it's a genre that I don't typically enjoy, but it's or it's a genre that I say typically will frustrate me and not make me want to keep playing because I, I get I keep dying. It's a it's a rogue light. Uh, there's certainly a progression of the story and uh, your character as you are continuing to die, but um, it's from Supergiant, developers of Bastion, Transistor, and Pyre. It's their fourth game, and I think it's. You know, after my seven or eight hours with it this week, I think it's their best, even though I loved Pyre. It's one of my favorite games of the year it came out. Um, it has a really special um, just personality to it. The the It's Greek lore. Like, it's uh, you play as the son of Hades, or, yeah, the, the son of Hades. You're trying to escape the underworld. You're getting assisted uh, with boons, they call them. They're, they're perks from the gods of Olympus, like, and they've got so much personality, like Dionysus, the god of wine. I don't know if I may be mispronounced that, but, or uh, who else? Hermes or Poseidon or Zeus. They're having conversations with you and like boosting you with like, Zeus will give you thunder powers or Ares will give you more, you know, warlike fiery powers. And um, it's just really good, man. Like, what do you guys want to know about it? Uh, I had something I, I was going to ask you the other day. I totally <laughs> forgot because I was looking at it at the Switch shop, like I was telling you. Because you gave me the good sales pitch on Saturday night, and I was like, I definitely think I want to pick it up. Plus, for it's like what, like it's five bucks off right now, so it's only twenty bucks as opposed to twenty five. Yeah, as opposed to twenty five. I don't know how much longer that's going on, but I'd, I'd recommend jumping on it because it's selling really well. I think they tweeted out that it's now sold over a million copies, which is wow. huge in its first week. So, uh. Like, the how's combat, the combat? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the combat, like, it's... So, there's a primary weapon. Um, my favorite so far is the spear, which you can throw and return back to you, kind of like the Leviathan axe in God of War. It's very... It's got a ton of range, high damage. Uh, and, you know, you've got your, your light attack, your heavy attack, your dash attack, uh, as well as maybe a unique move to it. Uh, very easy to pick up and, and try a new weapon because they all have the same input commands. Um, other weapons that you can choose, which you unlock pretty steadily. Um, I now have five out of six in the game, which was worth my limited time with it. Uh, there's a bow and arrow that's pretty neat. Uh, my second favorite is probably like a Captain America-style shield that you throw around, bounces off walls. Uh, there's sort of monk-like gloves that you unlock sort of um yeah i th think uh the 
I'm just thinking the monk in Diablo. So mm-hmm. like the combat, you know, it's isometric. So it sort of has that Diablo vibe, but it's like, think of if Diablo was like perfectly tuned for single player. Uh, that's what this game is. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's got a much more engaging story. And well, to me personally, I think that there's a lot of charm in the, uh, in the writing and the, the color palette's really nice. You know, as you're progressing throughout the levels, they, you know, the, very very significant changes in terms of visuals uh so pretty much it's yeah i'm looking at some some footage that, that i have right now and so it is pretty much just kind of like a a room by room like arena kind of brawler where it's just throwing enemies at you and you have to kill them all yeah that's that that's the gameplay pretty much there's no puzzles there's no like that really there's there's when you get back to your home base that's when it kind of can break up a little bit you're talking to some folks uh you're you can decorate your room by purchasing a bill uh purchasing little upgrades so there's reasons to you know they, they make it they do such an excellent way of making you feel like you're progressing in, in a myriad of ways whether it's mm-hmm. you know encountering certain enemies levels this up or uh, getting a certain amount of this material allows you to purchase a, you know, a, a wishing well for your room where you can see how many times you've tried to escape, stuff like that. That's pretty cool. I like a, anything that has a little home base customization, especially when you're doing mm-hmm. anything that also levels you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, as I can, as y'all can tell, I'm glowing about it. So I highly recommend people check it out. Hope you guys do, so we can talk about it as a group next week. Um, yeah, I'll probably so, pick it up. Anthony, you, you, you've been pretty into this Pokemon uh, clone, Nexamon. Oh, yeah. Anything new to say about it, or is it just scratching uh, that itch for you? It's been really good. I've got, uh, so far, in my Nexopedia, is what they call it. I thought it was like a Nexodex, but I was like, I guess that'd be too similar. Um, I got 100, I, th- I think I'm up to like 107 now out of 381 little mons. Um, and it's been cool because you, the way you progress to it, it's got like that, you know, people for years have been like, I want Pokemon to have a dark and gritty story. And it's like, ah, it's all well and good because, you know, Pokemon's stories usually been for kids or not really there. Uh, this one kind of has, it's it's not really a great story, but it's different. And some of the writings, writing's okay. It's either hit or miss. Sometimes it's kind of cringy. But you go through the story and as you go, you actually get like different elemental powers to kind of get around different obstacles because it's like a top-down pokemon style game but it's cool because instead of like hms or anything you like i just got a firepower thing that lets me like burn like little grass or melt ice on the map and if i walk on like this little square with like the elemental symbol so i thought that was pretty neat neat yeah it's just been uh, uh been com- it's like comfort food it's like i'm just having a blooming onion every time i sit down and i'm like oh so good <laughs> that's Put that on the net, put that on the back of the box. Anthony, it's like a blooming onion. <laughs> I just uh, some of these designs. Uh, so I just pulled up a page that has the the Nexopedia on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's why I go because I'm like the way I raise my monsters. I'm like, oh, what do I want to catch? Okay, I want to catch this one. Does it evolve into anything cool? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm looking at this like mushroom one. Uh, mm-hmm. Sh- Shromporo. It's just like yeah. It's got like it's two. It's got two big eyes with like a, a smiley face, and its evolution is like a red, a bigger mushroom with two big eyes and a smiley face. Yeah, and its final I, evolution is like two angry eyes with a frowny face. <laughs> yeah, it's it's some of them are just really weird like that. Like I saw that one, and I'm like, well, that's interesting. I'm like, it's a little bit better than the mushroom one from like Black and White from Pokemon Black and White. But I had a little. Uh, I ran into this little like. 
bear guy. He's like, I think his name is like Tantrunt or something like that. And he's just this little bear who's like half brown and red. And he's just like all angry. And he evolves into this like super jacked. Like imagine if Bowser was like a teddy bear. He's like a big Bowser bear. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it looks pretty solid. And it's only 10 bucks on Steam. It's probably the same price on Switch. Anthony had to get the physical. So mm. it's an easy entry. And I'm looking at the reviews on Steam. Looks uh, very positive. So if you're interested in Pokemon type stuff, check out Nexamon. Oh, yeah. All right. Anybody else have any games they want to mention? I know there's not our usual, you know, five or six games that we have to talk about, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> not so yeah. much. Not so much. All right. Going once, going twice. And it's gone. Okay, so we got a question from one of our listeners slash viewers at Golden Age Retriever. Do you prefer 2D or 3D Mario? And what is your favorite game of each? Ooh. I want all three of y'all to chime in here. I know, Kenny, you said you're not a big Nintendo guy, so you you can be excused if you'd like to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I got to go with 3D Mario. I mean... Super Mario 64 kind of started it all, and I mean, there have been plenty of 3D Marios that I haven't played, but I mean, I love Super Mario Sunshine, I never really got into like the Galaxy, Mario Galaxy, or 3D World, um, but then Odyssey came around, and I was in love with that, um, I mean, I, I just think they're better than the, the 2D Marios. Or, I mean, they're not better, but I, I, I prefer, prefer them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, Anthony? I'm a big stupid dumb idiot. The games I've been playing, I got the Mario All Stars collection on Friday. I can't believe I just like forgot about that. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's been great. I've actually get to play Sunshine. I played I started Sunshine. I never played it growing up. I started it maybe like three years ago. I got to like maybe ten shine sprites and just kinda stopped. Um, but I picked it back up on Friday and I got like I think I'm already up to like twenty something shine sprites and it's, I like it's been awesome. It's been a lot of fun. Um you like liking uh, that flood? I'm liking the flood. It's been fun. I can't wait till I get the little jet nozzle thing, because I only mm -hmm. have, like, I've, like, played with the little the rocket one where you have to, like, wait, and you just shoot up, and I was like, oh, but you don't have any uh, control. Yeah, yeah. That's and dope. then uh, the one I want to try out is, like, the little jet one where you're, like, you're, like running along the water. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Man, I haven't thought about that in 15 years. Yeah, it, and it's cool going around, like, getting all the blue oh, coins. Like, I didn't know you needed, like, 10 of them. I guess if you get 10 of them, you go to this little hut, and you talk to these little raccoon guys, these tanuki dudes, and they'll sell you a shine sprite for every like ten blue coins you give them. Oh yep. Uh, Tyler, you didn't actually say what what your favorite three D Mario was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> uh, Odyssey. Got to go Odyssey. Odyssey. Yep. Fair enough. Odyssey fair enough. So <laughs> for me, this was a very difficult choice. I'm a big fan of many games in each two D and three D. Um, but I got to go with 3D just for the one gripe that I have with the 2D games is how dependent they are on holding down the run button. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that is a little bit annoying. Um, you know, I love Mario Maker 2. I love Super Mario Bros. 3. That's my favorite of the 2D ones. Uh, it just overtook Mario World for me after I replayed it last year. But personally, I got to give it to 3D just because I... Grew up with 3D platformers. You know, my first game was Crash Bandicoot. Uh, second system was N64. So, you know, I had to go back and, and learn how to play the 2D platformers. And I'm better at 3D ones. You know, I'm pretty good at some 2D ones like Rayman Legends that I put enough time into. But I'm just more comfortable in that space. Um, and I've beaten every 3D Mario as far as I can 
Oh, except for Mario 64. That that one I had not beaten. But uh, my favorite, and I say this with some trepidation because it's also the most recent, but it's Mario Odyssey. Like I really think Mario Odyssey was fantastic. Yeah. <clears throat> and I had so much fun. I just remember saying to myself as I was playing, as I was playing it, this is my favorite Nintendo game ever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. um, you know, looking back on it, I don't know if I feel that strongly about it, but that's what I was saying to myself at the time. I feel like I wanted myself to remember that. So, mm. It's uh, really you know, good. Like as far as Mario's go, it's, I feel I was really, I remember being really upset when transitioning from Mario 64, like going to, I think the next big 3d Mario I played after 64 was galaxy. When I start playing Galaxy. In Galaxy, you don't have like a punch or a kick. You're very dependent on you have to like wiggle the joystick or the wiggle the Wiimote, and Mario does like a little spin. But and that's your only form of like attack aside from jumping on an enemy. But you have to wait. There's like I think maybe a second, second and a half cooldown for you to spin again. So you can usually just get like booted back or like hurt. And I think you only have three. You only have three times you can get hit in Galaxy. But I remember being like, oh, I don't like that. And then in Odyssey, you have the hat throw, which I felt was awesome. Even though you didn't really have like a punch or a kick, the hat, to me, at least felt like as satisfying, if not a little more, than like a punch or a kick or something. Because there's a lot of ways you could use that. Yeah, that's the hat was a great feature, you know, to kind of turn Mario into Kirby, being able to absorb other people's or other enemies' movements and abilities. So creative, really just, uh, Mm -hmm. I should go back and get those other 300 moons. Yeah, <laughs> I, dark side of the moon. And I would just add I that, did do that, that. I did do that. That dude, that was it was excruciating. The darker side of the moon level. Oh my god, uh, yeah, those, those are so tough. It did uh, not look fun. It was so hard. I, I think I I was on vacation in Texas, and one day, like from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., I was just sitting in my room trying to beat that one level. And when I finally came out, I was like, told all my friends that I was with, like, I'm free. Okay, let's go do something. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get this shit done. I yeah. hate that. I get the same way with certain things, and it just fucking haunts you for like the rest mm-hmm. of the day. If you don't finish it, you're like, I just want to go back and do that. Yeah. I, I would just add, too, that uh, a contender for like my, one of my favorite Mario games has to be uh, Yoshi's Island. I mean, that is probably by far my favorite 2D mario game See, so you're talking on too that's super mario world 2 yoshi's island okay not yoshi i for some reason get yoshi's story in that mixed up in my mind which is a mm. silly thing to do um yeah that's a great game i i think uh i played it when the snes classic came out that was like the only one that actually played to completion and it's just so so good looking like and like just the the art style really of a, of a children's book coming to life and mm-hmm. all the crayon i love the crayon outlines to everything Yep. Mm-hmm. Sort of the precursor to a lot of future Nintendo games like Kirby's Epic Yarn and Yoshi's Woolly World and just ex- Nintendo doing really cool things as far as uh, Paper Mario. You know what I'm saying? If only they'd make a good one now. They have Mario, Paper Mario 1, Thousand Year Door. And, uh, I wasn't even. I wasn't even. To be honest, I wasn't even like thinking of Paper Mario. I was just like, so yeah. what? Would you consider that a a two D Mario? The newer ones. I mean... uh, it's, it's neither. It's neither. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's it's its own thing. Um, yeah. Like I wouldn't consider. Yeah. Because yeah, it's. But I think uh, what about what, that new one? Is what, shot, dude. what about what about Super Mario RPG? Would you put that in the same category as two D Mario? No. Well, I mean, it's it uses the same, uh, what is it? It uses the Donkey Kong Country thing where it's like the rastering or whatever. I forget. But I don't know. Maybe that, that would be my favorite 2D. 
on mm. sprite based. No, dude. You could say. Uh, the, the, he's referring to the games where you jump <laughs> and you and jump you over stuff. Oh, it's Mega Man. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, Tyler's trying to stretch the meaning of the word to be. Okay. <laughs> what were you going to say before that, though, Wiley? What's the... I was going to say that people are really positive about Paper Mario and whatever the new one's called, the Origami King, and you're just like, no, I don't level up. The game must suck. Yeah, it must. <laughs> I'm sure, I've heard the writing is really good, but I, I mean, it just doesn't interest me. I just don't. Mm. I, I mean, I'd rather I... just go back, and I never beat Thousand Year Door, so I really, I feel like I should go back and beat that. Before I get that, if I see that on sale for forty, I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, I I might just do a a let's play on Origami King. That'd be sweet. I didn't know you had it. Oh yeah, you have it, Kenny, right? Yeah, I haven't popped it in yet. (laughs) You do. Let me know how much it sucked. (laughs) (laughs) All right, a little bit of a unique structure to this week's show. So we actually have sort of a two-parter for our topic, and this one is all about co-op. I thought it'd be fun to talk about the times that have been most enjoyable that we've played with our friends progressing towards the same goal. Uh, So who, Kenny, you wrote uh, a few games that you think have been the best co-op experiences for you. What are they? So for me, um, I, one of the, some of the best have been Borderlands. Uh, Anytime I've ever played Borderlands with other people, it's always been enjoyable. It's been a great time. Um, Dead by Daylight, it's up there as one of my favorite and most enjoyable like co-op games it's not p it's not pbe i know you said pbe but you know it's no no that counts for sure because you got a bunch of people on your team exactly um whoever you're playing against is the enemy exactly they they're they're the enemy um and mmo on raids and dungeons and strikes you know that, that everything that falls into that category like the destiny raid when i did do them um, the strikes are, are always fun, you know, the nightfall strikes, which are impossible to do for me for some reason. Uh, maybe it's just because I always jump in randoms and once you die once, they leave. Um, yeah, yeah. you got to find folks to play those with, like randoms is just not going to cut and, it. And I may be returning because as of today, Shadowkeep is available on Game Pass Ooh. or whatever it is. The Shadow I got whatever. pushed to November. No, it's available today, Wiley. I saw the Twitter post from Game Pass. That's wild. Oh, okay. So you're right. Shadowkeep is the last expansion. The one coming up is Beyond Light. Yes. So cool. Shadowkeep, the last expansion, is now available on Game Pass as of, as of today. So I may make, be making a return to Destiny and giving it all a shot to see how it's going. Word. Uh, I, I'm... I didn't want to cut you off. No, I was gonna say, but yeah. So uh, I was gonna let me hear what you were gonna say about Destiny before I say anything else about just MMO dungeons. I am totally gonna be back into Destiny. I'm just waiting for the new consoles because the load times got to be just. I I didn't want to look at my phone for a minute and a half every time I went to a strike or was wanted to go back to the tower, and I just. I don't know. Like I just felt like I, I needed a fresh start. Um, and not that I'm going to delete my character or anything, but I think just having a new platform will kind of give me that oomph to get back get back out there. So, and maybe I'll switch to Xbox. I mean, it, it's if the new stuff's going to come to Game Pass, that's uh, certainly a good reason to. Exactly. Uh, so for me, my most memorable. I also got a 
uh, piggyback on our Destiny talk. I think the raids in particular, uh, I had not, I'm not an MMO person. I, I've never been a PC gamer. So I, you know, didn't grow up with WoW or anything like that, like some of you guys did. But uh, the raids, I had just not experienced something that required that level of communication, uh, that level of skill and coordination, and to a point where it's a little ridiculous. Like the, the fact that you can have six people that all are pretty good at the game, uh, that all know what their role is and can still fail a hundred times in a row is kind of wild. The fact that that's like something that people enjoy, yeah. uh, and finally, you know, finally completing the Vault of Glass, Crota's End. I haven't done all of them, but those stick out to me, and I, I won't forget that, that you know, finally getting over that hump and. Uh, so yeah, I gotta say that's the first one that came to mind. Um, Halo back in the day, playing split screen co op with my buddies. Uh, you've seen a trend here. I think Bungie knows what they're doing as far as co op goes. Um, and then my third thing was just the whole summoning experience in Bloodborne and Dark Souls, just the sort of obtuse way that they present it within the game, the way that it fits within the lore. I think that that is something that's been, you know, tried to be replicated, but not to that level of success in other games since then. And yeah, that's my top three. Anthony, I know you didn't put anything down on the paper, but you got anything that jumps out in your mind as the best times? Best times for co-op? I wish I was more into like playing, like I got into WoW for a bit, like when I was in high school, like me and my good buddy Nick at the time, we were super into WoW. So we got really, really into it. And uh, he was he was way more committed than I was. I think I stopped at like level like 50 or something. I didn't even hit I didn't even hit like vanilla level cap. And when this is like I think the level cap started at 60, but then over time with all the expansions, that sounds everything, right. yeah, it yeah. like raised way uh, way higher than that. But I think I only like even after a couple expansions were out, we got really into when Cataclysm came out. And that was fun. I like doing it. Uh, that was really cool. I really liked Halo too. I have a lot of good memories growing up of like original Xbox, going over friends' houses in high school, like land partying together, like we took your Xboxes up to each other play in the same room but like two different little like big tvs in a friend's basement totally yes yeah all swords all swords no like what was yeah all bazookas just all swords like i love doing silly shit like that like just on big maps with just only swords or big maps just uh like like a ghost and like maybe one bazooka yeah i mean that's not co-op but it's definitely some fun thing to think about <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's the, uh, the campaigns and then even destiny 2 like when we did uh we all got together and we were playing destiny 2 years ago that was a lot of fun yeah remember we never we never beat that raid or did no I, that not took with you ever yeah i mean i <laughs> yeah, eventually we did hours. with another group but damn like that, you that, that for like two three like probably three hours four hours that one encounter with the chains that dropped i was so bad oh that was like what the fuck are we doing <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's crazy yeah anything jump out to you tyler uh yeah i mean that De De destiny for sure you already talked about that um let's see other games that have good co-op experience i know like you were mentioning that to me off of the show how i played spirit fair uh i mean it's, this isn't really pve but it's just like co-op experience uh spirit fair co-op with my girlfriend that was a, a good time um you played the whole game like that? Yeah, yeah, the entire game. That's wild. Um, yeah, even even so, we still apparently missed an entire character. 
that you mentioned to me. Yeah, you miss you miss Buck, man. You miss the the one that's most relatable to you, the D and D nerd. That's crazy. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, other things that come to mind when I think back to the past. Um, a cool game that I remember playing was Army of Two. Um, yeah. I thought I, th I thought that was a really co cool co op experience. Sounds um, like it from the title. Yeah. Um, and they never came out. I think they might. They did. did they? They made an army of two. A second army of two, right? Yeah. Yeah. They made this. Um, they made a second one. I think. I think that was it. I don't know if they made the third one. I don't remember because I remember playing the first one a little bit with my buddy Cody from high school, and that was pretty cool because I was like, oh, you can like. Because what was it? You get like masks or something. Mm -hmm. You get like there's a little bit of customization. You could like customize your mask and like your gun or something. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Cool. Kenny, I'm surprised you haven't mentioned a way out. Is that something that still you fondly remember? Yeah, yeah, I definitely enjoyed that. You know what? But it's one of those that once you get through it, um, it's done. It's just a linear story. Um, mm -hmm. no, no need to come back to it. Ooh, cool. That's one I never got to, but I'd like to. Kenny, if, if one person buys that, can they both? Can you play it with two people online? Yep. Okay. Cool. No. It's What's actually on. It's on EA Access, so I would, if I was you, I, you know. But oh, then again, Tata okay. doesn't have the Xbox, so. But you will be able to play it soon once the EA Access and Game Pass merge. Word. That's cool. So you won't have to buy it. We didn't even mention that on the show. Another big piece of news, EA Access is now coming to Game Pass. So Phil Spencer out there, not that it's just him, but he's making them moves, man. Making the moves. I was just gonna uh, say. What were you totally, gonna say, Anthony? I totally uh, spaced it. Gears of War, the first Gears of War, Gears of War Two was a lot of fun to co-op that campaign. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think I played maybe half a Gears of War Two with a buddy back in my mm -hmm. first apartment, and yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, so now I'd like us to suggest a game that we play together on stream, and I'll go first, Tyler. I know you got access to all the Borderlands Three DLC. Be cool. If we sometime in the next couple of weeks maybe gotten to the most recent expansion, if not the most recent, then uh, I've been hearing really good things about the um, Bounty of Blood one, which was the fourth mm. one. So I think that could be cool. What are yeah. your thoughts? I'd be, I'd be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> See, this fun. is live reacts here. This is not planned. So hell yeah, okay, that's a good sales pitch, Riley. I like it. Thanks. What about you, Anthony? Uh, I I would be down for more Borderlands. I definitely didn't play enough of it. Borderlands cool. Three. Um, I did. I have been wanting to. I've had the Destiny itch a while, and I did just throw it on my Xbox One not too long ago. Um, but I did have to start over, which kind of sucked because I couldn't transfer my account. I'm guessing you don't have the outline open, but I would like Kenny to now pr propose his. his game. <laughs> I saw. My, oh, my, you do have it open. Oh yeah. My game is me and Anthony will get together. And we mm -hmm. shall stream Untitled Goose Game. Okay. <laughs> I, know, I, I just I like saw that. Xbox Game Pass just tweeted a picture of uh, the gooses uh, and with, with Tomorrow posted. Oh, Fuck where? Yeah. yeah, it's tomorrow. That's awesome. I'm down with that, man. Let's get together and kiss and play Goose. Yeah. How did I even play that if I, it wasn't on Game Pass? No, it was. It's just the update is coming. Ah, yeah, okay. The, the multiplayer the update. Yep, the multiplayer cool, cool. update lands tomorrow. Well, oh, that's going to be yeah. exciting. Stay tuned for that. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Level With You show. Please join the Discord. 
find it in the description. And we'll see you next week. Have a good week. Bye.